So, Sarah, so do you feel ready for the silly season? It's not even <laughs> December yet, and I feel like it is ramping up already. I don't know if I'm ready for it, but I know where I'll be on Sunday, December 1, that's this Sunday, to kick it off. Where? The Drink 6 birthday party. It's at the Georgian Waterloo, it starts at 12 and it goes till late. There'll be DJs all day, delicious natural wine, of course, and the first 100 people in will get themselves a free taco. I mean, what more can you want, really, except a free taco? (laughs) And if you can't make it down, if you're not in Sydney, you know what you need to do instead. You head to drnks.com to set yourself up for your own natural wine party at home and of course enter highly enthused at checkout to get 10% off your order. Please enjoy responsibly and thank you very much to drinks. This is Highly Enthused, a shortcut to things worth consuming presented by two women named Sophie who spend too long on the internet. I'm Sophie Roberts and I'm Sophie McComas. Welcome back to Hallie and Fairs, listeners. I know, it's it's almost the end of the season. Oh, I'm sad, but excited <laughs> to be here, as always. <laughs> I don't know why I led with such a depressing fact. It's so nice to be back. <laughs> How are you going? Oh, look, I'm not going to lie. It's been a bit of an emotional roller coaster this last week. Um, I was obviously on my trip, which was, if you follow me on Instagram, obnoxious to the extreme. Had an amazing time in LA and New York, but then this past weekend was actually the anniversary of my husband Al dying, so I don't know why I was surprised by the tidal wave of grief that hit me on Sunday morning, but it still somehow came as a bit of a surprise, so it's just been a bit of a... Bit of a... It's a big milestone. Yeah, it's just been a big weekend. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm good, I'm fine, you know and not fine at the same time. Um, I actually had some of our listeners send me some really beautiful messages over Instagram, which was very much appreciated. So thank you to everyone who did that. It is a bit weird talking about this in a sort of semi-public way, but I really appreciate everyone who takes the time to say nice things. And you Uh, did something to commemorate it? I did. I got a non-spontaneous tattoo. (laughs) I mean, it was still kind of spontaneous. Like, I've been planning it. I knew I wanted to get something. I sort of decided what it was going to be a couple of weeks ago, and then I messaged my favorite Namates Pokes and went in yesterday evening and got a little jam jar on my other arm because my husband Al had a small business called the Jam Bandits that he was running. The most Um, delicious flavor was the pear and wasabi. I know, it was so good. That was insane. I know, it was it was great. He never actually taught me that recipe, so it's sadly lost to the, to the sands of time. Um, but yeah, so some of my friends literally called him the jam man for about two years after we started dating. I have some friends who still sometimes refer to him as that, so it just felt appropriate and kind of a bit of a secret like the people who knew him and know me know what it stands for yeah. but random people on the street will have like you know no idea so it's I can and tell of course people. all of you guys and all of you <laughs> if you see me will know but you're like friends now <laughs> I think we've talked enough we've listened to me talk enough that our listeners are officially in the inner circle <laughs> making it to one year it's a big milestone it's been a long tough but 
surprising you, maybe? I know. Anyways. Very, I mean, completely surprising. Well, you can make rash decisions now. I know. <laughs> Apparently, now that first year has passed, I'm allowed to make major life decisions, says the girl who, like, started a new job after eight years in the same company. Got started two tats. A, got two tats. Started a podcast. Like, yes, now I can start making crazy big decisions. But, yeah. So. Well, I'm proud of you. Thank you. That means a lot. How about you? How are you? Um, pretty good. Yeah. Nothing uh, as momentous as <laughs> your occasion. <laughs> Look, the reality is, is I pretty much trump most things and I'm getting bored of it, so I'm really looking forward <laughs> to other people having major life events so I can just recede into the background again. <laughs> yeah. High velocity time of year. Yeah. High velocity God. work, high velocity social stuff. I'm in like six group texts about trying to organize dinner dates. <laughs> this is the time of year when socializing feels like a job and it's st- as stressful oh. or more stressful than a job. <laughs> I love it, but it's like playing Tetris with your life a little bit um but i'm here for it i'm excited for all the food all the drinks it's gonna be great and then we get to christmas and then after christmas sydney just like and kind of grinds to a halt and it's magical and you don't have to do anything and you can just be like so there's nothing down even if you are in town and it's great i'm on the beach yeah so what's our listener wreck this week okay i want to thank our listener, oh God, her name is Chinstagram, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah, for this epic recommendation, which is you can recycle your old plastic toothbrushes at that bulk food store, Naked Foods. Oh, great. Yeah, which is such an awesome thing. You can actually also recycle your floss containers and toothpaste tubes there. Oh, amazing. Because yeah. that's, I do often, I'm like, okay, where did, where do you put this? Like, I want to, it's plastic that you should be able to recycle, but where does it go? I feel like not in my recycling bin. So that's good to know. Yeah, so if you're phasing out onto bamboo, or another like sustainable material there you go take your old ones to naked foods okay eating eating okay look what haven't we eaten lately seriously all i've been doing is eating when i'm not eating i'm drinking and it's really starting to show and so now i'm trying to do as much pilates (laughs) as i can physically do in the tetris of my social life um i ate a lot of really delicious things over the last week i had these amazing fish tacos that i walked for 40 minutes which you don't do in la and i did i walked for 40 minutes next to a highway to get these tacos i had these amazing pierogies at veselka my friend matt took me to this incredible taiwanese brunch at this restaurant i know you've been to um in winson in brooklyn so good but I'm actually going to do a classic highly enthused move and I'm going to tell you about a pasta that I ate, (laughs) that I cooked. (laughs) Because, you know, it's been at least, I've been really on the legume train the last few full episodes and now I'm taking you back to my true love of carbohydrates um, and tinned fish. So I actually posted this on my Instagram. It was like the first thing I cooked when I got home. You know, when you've been traveling and like all you want to do is cook something when you're just like, I can't. I just want to make something with my hands and chop things. With my hands. <laughs> with my hands. <laughs> I don't want to eat with my hands. I want to make something with my hands. Borgana you know? Eat with your hands, cook with your hands, whatever. I needed to use them for something other than holding a wine glass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just needed to make something. So this is the is pasta con lasad. I used Rachel Roddy's recipe from her book, Two Kitchens, Family Recipes from Sicily and Rome. She's an amazing recipe writer. She writes for The Guardian. So if you want to try out some of her recipes without committing, to a cookbook she has great recipes on there so this is like a traditional Sicilian pasta I actually had something very similar when I was in Sicily and I hadn't ever recreated it at home but I had a tin of Ortiz sardines in the cupboard that I bought specifically for this purpose to one day make it and I was like you know what I'm gonna make a decadent fishy delicious pasta for my dinner so it has fennel and anchovies and eschalots and then it also has 
tomato paste, pine nuts, golden raisins. You soak in warm water and then, like I said, a tin of Ortiz sardines. They're actually way cheaper than the anchovies and I think they're about to have their moment. I think sardines are next. I think anchovies have been well and truly celebrated and sardines are the next thing that's going to happen. They're very sustainable. They're very oily and good for you. I concur. Yeah. So this is this is a classic me technique of I, like, read a recipe and I'm like, that's what I want to make. And then I read five other versions of the recipe to see if there's something I want to, like, take from the other methods and just kind of correlate the different versions feels really satisfying to my brain so I added to her original recipe some crushed fennel seeds and chili flakes when I was cooking the echelots down and then I also added some recipes called for saffron so I just got a pinch of saffron and got a tablespoon of pasta water and just kind of infused it and then put that in as well and then at the very end I splashed in a little bit of white wine vinegar because I just wanted that like agridulce because you've got the raisins in there and I just wanted to like enhance that kind of sweet vinegary element along with all the like really rich umami that you Mm. get from the sardines which kind of break down in the pasta. I cooked bucatini to serve with it because it is my favorite noodle. Topped it with some crunchy panko that I did in olive oil and then just the fennel fronds left over and it's like so good because it doesn't actually taste fishy even though it has two types of fish in it and there's just so many different elements of the flavors like you've got the fennel and the pine nuts and the raisins you just kind of are always getting different flavors. It was just really delicious. So, ate all of that. Yum! What have you been eating other than everything? <laughs> I got a salad recipe for ya. I'm so excited. It's so delicious. Very excited. We're gonna sing salad. about salad. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly insane this week. So I had this at Bella Bruda, which we've talked about before, but it's not pizza. Yeah, it's so. a pizza restaurant, but it's a salad. It's the Piel de Sapo cucumber and ricotta salad. What is Piel de Sapo? It's a Spanish melon. It's really similar to honeydew. Okay. So it's like that pale, greeny, yellow color. It's got kind of like a mottled skin. It's shaped like a football. Great. You can find them quite easily in Sydney, but you know how sometimes honeydew is always that like gross filler in a fruit salad? I... I'm kind of anti-melon just because of so many shitty fruit salads. Like, it's it takes... Yeah. It, I just assume I won't like them. Well, basically. poor melon because it has been relegated to the crap fruit salad filler section. But it is... When it is ripe and at its peak, it's, oh, God, so good. I had this Hokkaido rock melon in Japan that honestly, like, blew my mind. <laughs> but anyway, the Piel de Sapo Spanish melon has kind of a thin skin, but whatever, you're not eating the skin. Um, <laughs> and... It's really juicy and sweet and floral and almost the juiciest kind of melon you can get when you eat it at its peak. Any melon eating unripe is just, like, too crunchy, Um, unless that's what you're for. But in this salad, they've just got, like, a giant dollop of smooth, creamy, rich ricotta on the middle of the plate. It's a few pieces of this, like, dripping, honey, delicious Spanish melon. Thinly sliced cucumber, so you have that, like, crunch, fresh... I don't know, cucumber just has that fresh flavour. Yeah. It's not really anything, but it's really good. That's a texture. Yeah. And mint as well. Ooh. And then there's this vinegar honey dressing that is like drizzled over the whole thing. I reckon a few chili flakes wouldn't go astray. Mm. I just keep making mm noises. Mm. I want to eat mm. this salad. <laughs> it's so good and so simple. It's really like four ingredients if you count mint, which are like hardly ingredients. Um, <laughs> Why doesn't that count as an ingredient? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like everyone has access to mint. Okay, great. So it's like not something you have to purchase. It does run wild in the garden. Yeah. And just the perfect combo of flavours and textures for summer. I just... I am really into, this is the thing, one of my friends 
Denna makes this watermelon salad with feta. And it's, mm. I think it's like a Nigella Lawson mm-hmm. recipe for it. But the first time I had it, I was like, oh, this is what fruit salad can be. Yeah. Like really great sweets. I like, I like a sweet salty combo, but so often it's just done so badly. Yeah. Well, because this has that vinegary tang again with the dressing. Mm. Um, just with some grilled fish or something like that would be so, so good. Or a pizza <laughs> you're eating at Pelotrida. Or if you happen to be at the pizza restaurant where this salad is made. Delicious magazine has the recipe on their website, but they had ricotta salata, which when I had it, they didn't. It was definitely just normal ricotta. Yeah. Um, and I would recommend that. I mean, maybe a bit of feta if you didn't have ricotta might be might be okay. Feel free to experiment and let us know. <laughs> yeah, but it was just so easy to make, really beautiful and green and fresh and, yeah, more than the sum of its parts, really. Fantastic. Delicious. Read, watch, listen. Where you at? Okay. So what I'm talking about today is The Book of Delights by Ross Gay. I haven't heard of Ross Gay before. He's a poet. He wrote a really beautiful poem that did the rounds kind of on Instagram, because weirdly Instagram is a place that poetry is shared, about Eric Garner, the mm. African-American man who got killed by the police and he was like oh yes said he couldn't breathe he wrote this beautiful poem about that um i'll put it in the newsletter because it's really gorgeous but this is his first work of non-fiction and it is a series of what he calls essayettes or mm. mini essays and he wrote them as a daily exercise for a year from his birthday i think he's born the first of august and like he wrote it for a year from there and it's just about things that delight him i love the word delight i know and i love it because it's self-reflective it's something that happens to you Mm. like or i delight in something like Mm. it's a verb i I don't know this book made me really think about it as a construct and as a as a thing so i read this on my way back to sydney literally in transit i picked it up at the strand which is in and of itself a delight one of my favorite experiences and places in the world is the strand bookshop in new york honestly reading this made transit a joy like i didn't care that I had some insanely long layover at LAX, the worst airport in the world. Whatever, sit here, I'm going to read my book. I'm so happy about (laughs) this. There are 102 essays, so it's not all of the essays he wrote. It's a selection, and they range between, like, a paragraph in length to three pages. And he writes about, like, so many things. He writes about gardening, about birdsong, about nicknames, about fireflies and songs and, like, moisturizing your body after a shower and phrases he loves and like little things he notices in people about finding a pawpaw tree and like just so many of these just tiny little things and I'm going to read a little section of the introduction I posted this on my Instagram because it it sums up the kind of entire ethos of the book and it, I'm sorry to do this, delighted me so much (laughs) when I read it. It didn't take me long to learn that the discipline or practice of writing these essays occasioned a kind of delight radar, or maybe it was more like the development of a delight muscle, something that implies that the more you study delight, the more delight there is to study. A month or two into this project, delights were calling to me, write about me, write about me. Because it is rude not to acknowledge your delights, I'd tell them that though they may not become essayettes, they were still important and I was still grateful to them, which is to say I felt my life to be more full of delight, not without sorrow or fear or pain or loss, but more full of delight. I also learned that my delight grows much like love and joy when I share it. Oh, that's so true. And it's so, like, it could be so easy for something like this to be very cloying or overly saccharine or trite and dumb, but... I think because he's a poet and his language is amazing and he writes in this gloriously conversational tone, like he'll have a sides that go like for three like paragraphs and then he'll come back to the main point. So you feel like you're in a conversation with him or being told a great story by a friend 
it just I just loved it like my life to be more full of delight not without sorrow or fear or pain or loss but more full of delight and I I mean again (laughs) a theme of the episode um you know it's what I've been trying to do and learn and cultivate all year and like to despite whatever other things are happening like not to say it's one or the other that there can be room for both and I think actively the practice of going and finding delight yes and not sitting back and waiting for it to hit you, but taking yeah. it, making it a practice to seek it out mm. is something that everyone could do more of. They become a delight when you pay attention to mm. them. Otherwise, they're just things that happen. But if you notice them, like even one of the things he talks about is like cup licking. His friend, whenever she spills a bit of coffee of a cup, will lick it up the lip, the lip of a cup. <laughs> it sounds so dumb, but he talks about like noticing it and then noticing that he now does it and just like how delightful it is that this little mannerism and like active like, oh, no, I don't want to miss even a drop of coffee off my cup I don't know and that's just the thing just that it just exists but it has the capacity to be a delight to you if you pay attention to it what's the most delightful thing that's happened to you lately I'm going to talk about it in my fast five nice okay what about you what is your read watch listen which one have you picked this week so I have been listening to Esther Perel's new series which is available on Spotify only it's a new podcast called how's work okay She's a psychotherapist and relationship expert. You probably know her from her first series, which I think is now in its second season, called How Should We Begin? Yeah, that's the one where you feel like a voyeur and listening to everyone's, like, sex lives. (laughs) Basically. You're a fly on the wall in real-life counselling sessions with couples. We've spoken about it before on this podcast. It's really incredible if you, like me, love listening in on other people's problems. Yeah, so How's Work is a bit of a branch off from that, but I guess falls under the same umbrella of relationships. And it's a deep dive into the relationships and conflicts and dynamics and just general feelings that arise in the workplace scenario. So not just in, you know, your personal relationships, but in the office, in um, family business, in strip clubs, in like hospitality. It traverses like all different sorts and shapes of work relationships. A couple that I've listened to are two guys who have built a business up together, I think in aviation, they were both in the Air Force. Together over about 10 years, it was really successful, and now they are kind of going separate ways when one of them wants to work on their own thing. And just kind of navigating that about he feels really guilty about leaving the other the other partner behind, and what if he doesn't find his next thing? And this business has ridden this huge wave of success for a while, but then it kind of dried up a little bit, and yeah. just all the feelings around that, uh, about how it's really so similar to a normal relationship, like it's a marriage that's yeah. pretty much going through a divorce. There's a great line in the trailer for it, or like the little intro bit, where someone's like, oh, it feels like a breakup, and she's like, it is a breakup. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel like one that it is, which I love that it's this acknowledgement, like we all pretend like work doesn't count somehow or like sometimes we put these work things as like their own bucket that isn't real life even though it's where you spend all your time exactly obviously all the relational skills that you've built up from your childhood and your family and you know all your your partners and your friends that you've had just of course they bleed into yeah. to how you conduct yourself with your colleagues and your boss and your um, the people that you manage and um, anyone who kind of comes into that universe of you at work. It's just you can't split them, especially now when work and personal life do bleed in. Like it's mm. not you clock in, you clock out. You're at the first place. Some employees check before they interview you as your social media. Yeah. Like it's there is this crazy bleeding. I think that's so interesting. One of the other interesting things that she said about this series in an interview online was that 
everything that masquerades as the cause of arguments can be boiled down to one of three themes, power and control, closeness and care, and then respect and recognition. Jesus, So wow, it's like yeah. every single argument or... Disagreement. Yeah, or... conflict can boil down to one of these things. And I think that's so interesting when you think about things that have arisen in your own life, like what, what have they fallen under that? Another episode that was really good was these two dancers working in a strip club. Um, one had been there for maybe five or six years longer than the younger one. And it lost a lot of enthusiasm for it, whereas yeah. the young one was like, I'm coming in here to change the game, that yeah. kind of thing. And them just discussing the dynamics between client and um, their service and how they feel about their identity outside of that workplace as well, mm. how that informs who they are at university and at home and their, with their parents and things. And, um, yeah, that was yeah. crazy. Episode. I think what I love the most about Esther Perel is she's so clever and she's so articulate at explaining things that could be really hard to put into like a frame like a frame of reference that people can understand but she does it so well yeah and I think especially in at work people do take I mean I guess in normal relationships as well in any relationship you do take things so personally it's so hard to get an outside of objective view of things yeah. and when it happens in in her interviews these light bulb moments are just so magic yeah in all her episodes like they're like I've never thought about that before. <laughs> that explains so much. I think as well because there's this double bind. You obviously take it personally because, like, we're people. And, like, how else do you take anything? But when you're at work, it's like, oh, don't take it so personally. It's just mm. work. And you're like, but at home, no one's like, don't take it so personally that I'm yelling at you about how you're pissing me off. Like, it's of course, just it's your like, family. <laughs> it's, just, it's just your family and your entire, like, everyone you love. Like, <laughs> no one would ever say that. Well, maybe some people would, but most people wouldn't. But at work, everyone's like, toughen up. You shouldn't be affected by this. It's like, why not? Yeah, and having <laughs> these two identities in the office and not yeah. is interesting as well. Like, yeah. you know, just running a, my own business, thinking about that, like who I am at work and who I am in my social life and at home. That's, yeah, definitely been something I've thought about. Mm. Yeah, so get into it. Has to Perel, How's Work. It's actually only available on Spotify, so head there to listen. Yeah. Buy column. Yeah. Buy section. What have you been buying? What have I been buying? Well, look. The Australian dollar was not my friend while I was on holidays. Uh, so I had, like, grand plans for all the shopping I wanted to do to save on shipping. Um, did not do all of it. But there's one thing I did buy, which I had been eyeing off, which is the Everyday Oil. So I bought this at Otherwild in Los Feliz, which is this, like, kind of really cool shop. They do the, the Futurist female T-shirts. Mm-hmm. They're, like, the ones who did that originally. But there's lots of places that stock it in Australia, and I think their website actually ships to Australia as well. So this is a body oil. It's a mix of coconut oil, olive oil, argan oil, jojoba, and castor oil. Castor oil. I know. I don't know. It's it's a very lightweight body oil. It's a really nice mix. Um, And then it has essential oils of Palo Santo, lavender, geranium, and clary sage. So the weather was so dry in LA. Mm. I can tell I'm from Sydney and I need humidity and my skin gets really sad as soon as I go anywhere with like no humidity in it. And it was just like cracking off my body as soon as I got there so I bought the big bottle of this and just slathered myself in it as soon as I got out of the shower which apparently is the trick you should be a little bit damp if you're using body oils apparently within seven minutes you have to do it yeah well I do it instantly (laughs) I hop out I slather myself there's no moment of like I do it in the bathroom which can be dangerous because it's a glass bottle and oil slippery you don't want to drop it but whatever I risk it for the smooth moisturized skin so I'd heard I'd seen it online before it's got great branding it's got great branding it's like this beautiful dark brown bottle 
it just like it looks like a like rising sun. It says everyday oil on it. And the smell like really hits that wealthy hippie uh Circle that you're getting there, getting to your goal. I know. I mean, I think I work in tech and I have to accept that I'm not a hippie (laughs) at all, but I do live by the beach. Um, but yeah, it's sort of what I like about the combination of like the lavender and the geranium and the sage is it sort of almost has that eucalyptus y smell, but Mm -hmm. without that antiseptic Mm. medicinal thing. Yeah, it's pretty neutral, it's pretty gender neutral. I think anyone could use it. And they actually, the website says you can use it for everything, so like as an oil cleanser. Deep conditioner, beard oil. Obviously, don't need put that it on one. your beard. Just put it on my, my beautiful, beautiful beard. Cuticle oil. They said it's a natural insect repellent. Don't think they've ever been to Australia. After sun, after surf, after shave, bath soak, massage oil, prevent stretch marks, keep tattoos fresh as a nursing salve or wherever you need. Jesus, I've not done any of those. Just I don't have. cook with it. Obviously, yeah. Jesus, no. <laughs> just like massage my whole body in it. Um, but I am intrigued to try it as a oil cleanser just oh, to yeah. see if that works because you just like massage it in and then. Use a face wash to take it off. I, you know, we all pay a lot of attention to the skin in our face. I feel like we should pay more attention to the skin in our bodies. Yeah. Um, it was really nice. It's really lightweight. I recommend it. So Brilliant. That's everyday oil. I'll link to a few different places you can get it, but it's an American brand. I think they're actually based in California. Cool. So it's good. That's it. That's all I've got. What are you, nice. Have you have you bought anything? You are only this required week? to do one. So that's only one. That's just it. Thank you. Okay, I have bought two of this thing already for Christmas presents. Oh, is this it is your you? fun loophole. Is it you who's getting it? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, this is a fun loophole in the buying band is I have to buy presents, so it's <laughs> getting, been fun. Getting all your shopping urges out on other people. Thank you to Jenna for this epic recommendation via Instagram. Please, I love these recommendations. Hit us up. It's a brand based out of Newcastle called Studio Tinta. Mm-hmm. It's a really gorgeous fabric brand run by a woman named Katie Wilkins. She makes hand-dyed textiles like silk and linen and hemp and organic cotton, and she dyes them using colour she's created from plants around where she lives. So kind of some veggies and fruits like avocado stones, onion skins, acorns, rose petals, eucalyptus leaves. So she just kind of gathers these natural elements to make these dyes, which are really earthy and soft and... Mm -hmm. um, the opposite to your dirty neon um, <laughs> what, finish. What kind of colour does avocado stone do? Yeah. They're very earthy. Yeah. But she uses mari- – there's a beautiful shade called golden marigold. The acorn colour is especially beautiful. It's yeah. kind of like um, bluey-grey almost. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she's got pillowcases, a really cute little hat, soft silk sarongs in that marigold shade, which Amazing. is so pretty. Silk scrunchies. I haven't gotten to the scrunchie trend yet. But. Well, maybe you'll just have to <laughs> ask for one for Christmas. <laughs> but I really love the market totes that she makes. Just in case you need another tote in your life, which, of course, we all do. <laughs> I think I have enough totes, personally. I hope you didn't buy this for me. <laughs> I think she's sold out of the marigold, which I'm sure she'll restock because it's absolutely beautiful. But I bought the the really nice bluey grey acorn colour. And watch this space, friends, because someone's getting fun for Christmas. No, it's not you, Sophie. Okay. <laughs> I just have so many totes. Like, I have a bag <laughs> full of totes, you know? Yeah. But they're all shit. These are good. Yeah. Nice ones are nice. So it's really well-priced and just, you know, a really sweet, sustainable and really considered brand, which I am really happy to support. And thank you for your delicious customer service as well. Um, we've been going back and, a, back and forth on a couple of things and Katie's been really helful. So that is studiotinta.com.au. Great. So we'll just take a quick break now to hear from one of our sponsors and then we'll be right back. Hey, Soro, how do you feel about these words? 
Gelato and degustation. Pretty bloody good, obviously. <laughs> Gelato Messina's is the best and is actually the only one of its kind in town. So we went along to Gelato Messina's sweet and savoury eight-course degustation at the Messina Creative Department recently. It's in this cute little space next to their Darlinghurst store in Sydney. Oh, yeah. And it was seriously great and so interesting. The highlights for me... In Duya and Yolotti in a gorgonzola sauce. I mean, you are a pasta gal. I know. And along the side, it had a little spoon of thyme and butter gelato, which oh, was so yeah. good. I personally loved the Murray cod fat gelato, which sounded insane to me, but it was served alongside a charcoal grilled Murray cod and lacto-fermented leek sauce, which is literally... I think the nice thing about the degustation is it's something if I saw in a menu, wouldn't necessarily order, but put in front of me just... Absolutely beautiful, rich and creamy. And they also had this wild honey gelato with a honey crisp oh. for one of the dessert courses, and I would eat that again in a second. Double honey. <laughs> so good. Gelato Messina's gelato degustation is available Thursday through Saturday with two sittings per night, and there's an excellent boozy alcohol matching to go with it if you should so desire. Lucky for you guys in Sydney, if you book online at gelatomessina.com slash degustation and use the code highly enthused, you'll get $20 off each seat on your booking until February 22nd, 2020. The full T's and C's will be in our newsletter this Friday. You can sign up for that at highlyenthused.substack.com. Thank you very much for your support, Gelato Messina. What is it time for? Fast five, my friend. Fast five, gonna be real fast. You're first. Okay, I'm first. <sighs> okay, you asked me about my moment of delight, the most delightful thing that's happened to me, and so I'm gonna tell you about one of the most magical places I've ever been. Can't wait. The Russian Turkish baths in the East Village of New York. Nice. I'm sorry to everyone who does not live there, but look, the Australians love to travel. I know you'll be there soon. <laughs> It is like entering into another world. So I arrived in New York, and the first night I arrived, I'd been in L.A., it'd been 30 degrees. It was one degree Celsius the day I arrived in New York. Yeah, that is a snap change. I do not own enough clothing for this. I am not cut out for it. I am a subtropical flower. Um, so I was staying with my really good friend Matt, who is a journo over there, and he had two passes to the Russian-Turkish baths, which are, as I said, in the East Village. I'm going to link to this article in the New York Times about the place because it's owned by warring brothers who had a falling out 20 years ago and do not speak anymore and run it as two separate businesses on alternate weeks. And really? impressed at that that works. I don't know how. They I'd love to listen to Esther Perel on that business relationship. <laughs> I don't know if they're the kind of people who go to therapy. <laughs> they're the kind of people who get whipped with branches in a Russian sauna. <laughs> um, so they have mixed gender and single gender days. If you buy a pass, you will only ever be able to go on the day, the week for the brother that you bought the pass from. So you need to plan it out. As I said, mixed gender and single gender days. We went in on a mixed gender day. You go in, you change into your swimmers in these like almost Soviet era uh, changing rooms and then you walk downstairs and it's like walking back in time 35 years into this like glorious weird underworld sauna spa situation amazing so there's these three different saunas of different temperatures a steam room an icy cold plunge pool and it is so glorious and weird and there's like the weirdest mixture of people and you just you come out completely dehydrated but glowing <laughs> just glowing and it was the highlight of my trip and just truly delightful so that was my number one and then i'm going to do the rest really fast i love it so second one is a new lipstick i bought 
It's by a brand called Cosas. I got it in the color Stardust. Cosas is spelled K-O-S-A-S. I bought this in New York, but they stock them at Mecca. It's this really beautiful natural beauty brand. The lipsticks are really dewy and creamy and lightweight, and I think Stardust is just that perfect kind of dusty rose berry color that does that your lips but better thing. Oh, yeah. doesn't look like you're wearing anything. I love that thing. Yeah, that thing, <laughs> that official thing. <laughs> it's, it's a thing. Yeah, so that is Cosas Lipstick in Stardust. Highly recommend that one, and they have a really sad satisfying case that like has a magnet that clicks when you close it which you just really enjoy um my third one jacaranda season (laughs) i don't know if you don't live in sydney you might not know this but between the months of october and november the entire city turns purple it's so good just this glorious shade of lavender and even with the intense smoke haze we've had these past few weeks it's just been magical and i just want to endorse it because as is another theme of this podcast, grief and delight, it delights the hell out of me. And it's known as a thing. Like, everyone's like, it's jacaranda season. And I feel like if you don't live here, you don't know that. So time your next trip. Come for jacaranda season. It's magical. Maybe jacaranda season can support this podcast next year. Yeah, we'll call We'll call them. We'll see if they're willing to invest. <laughs> Officially sponsored by Jasmine and jacaranda season. Okay, number four. This is this young 20-something photographer slash videographer I've been following on Instagram for a while. His name is Sam Euculus. I saw his birthday post recently. I think he's like 26, which is painful to contemplate, but he's recently been having his work featured on the New Yorker Instagram account for their food issues. I swear he's literally constantly traveling. I don't think he's ever in the same place. He spends all this time in Italy and Southeast Asia, but he uses Instagram stories better than anyone I've ever seen. Mm. He has these um, like almost moving portraits. He'll film people and they'll stand there for like 15 seconds and they'll like blink and they'll like brush their hair, but they pretty much stand completely still and he'll have like food vendors or people in like all these amazing cool. locations and he's just so ingenious and creative and clever and it just makes Instagram really fun and I just highly highly recommend following him um, and then the last one random is nail polish color souls on fire by Essie mm. look it is bright highlighter orange I don't have anything to say about it except that I love it brilliant that's it that's all I've that's got. the exact purpose of the fast five yeah done it wasn't that fast I'm sorry your turn Essie is a really good brand yeah, yeah. Okay, fast five. My first one is a wine. Great. So we were working with the Drink Easy Awards recently at Buffet, which is a kind of new booze industry award in 2019, which is great because it just celebrates all things delicious. Like, it's about deliciousness, which is rare in booze judging, Um, which is actually about finding fault most of the time rather than about finding good things. So the winner in the wine category this year was an Oak Ridge wine from the Yarra Valley in Victoria. And as soon as it won, I instantly ordered six bottles because it's limited edition and I'm worried it's going to sell out. But it was so good. It's the Oak Ridge Garden Gris. And it's made along with the winemaker at Oak Ridge, Matt Stone, who's the chef there. And he really wanted to create... It's a skin contact Pinot Gris, and I didn't realize this, but Pinot Gris, it's a white grape, but when it's really ripe, it actually turns purple. So when you keep it on skins, it takes on that beautiful pink hue. So it's a Mm. pink kind of rosé-style wine, but it's Pinot Gris, which is delicious. It's almost got this Campari-like flavor to it. You know how I feel about Campari. I am going to drink one of your bottles. (laughs) Exactly. It's like watermelon-y, rhubarb, but not super sweet. It's got that dry, kept-on-skins texture to it, which is so delicious. And I'm so glad I got in when I did, and you all should as well. So you can buy that on Oak Ridge's website, Delicious. 
Second one, I haven't bought anything from here, but I think you guys should. <laughs> and it's a new vintage store on Instagram called, well, it's not just on Instagram, but that's where I found it, called Telling Time Vintage. I've seen a couple of friends post about it, things they've bought, and it looks awesome. I read somewhere, I think, and don't quote me on this, I haven't double fact-checked it because I didn't have time, but I think she was a flight attendant, or she is one, oh. and so she travels all around the world and gathers these amazing pieces from all across the States, Asia, um, everywhere. So she's got cool accessories like bags and necklaces, these awesome oversized t-shirts tucked into skinny jeans, kind of indigo denim jackets, cute little folk blouses. So it's Great. quite disparate in the way that it's curated but it all like ties really well together amazing a lot of great americana wear those like college t-shirts and stuff um super fun so that's telling time vintage show me what you bought so i can be jealous and not be tempted okay i finally got a korean face mask recommendation i think i've been dangling this over you guys for a while i bought so many but i wanted to kind of work through them before i chose my favorite diligence i like that exactly the work for us yeah so while i was there a friend did recommend this brand called mediheal and you can buy it in Australia on a site called iHerb, which yes. sounds very druggy, but um, <laughs> they sell lots of things They sell literally everything. Yeah. I bought the one that is NMF Aquaring Ampoule Mask. It just sounds like a weird cosmetic treatment. Yeah. <laughs> they actually have a placenta-infused mask. I don't know whose placentas they are. <laughs> I don't like... think I'm going to try that one. <laughs> but this one kind of does what it says on the box. It's like super... Wait, what it says on the box is Aquaring Ampoule. I don't know what that means, but it's super... <laughs> hydrating and the packet is just so full of serum that yeah. you could almost like keep the packet for another day um, <laughs> and just lather it on your face without the mask it almost was like a second dose in there and I was just like plump and glowy afterwards it also says it has a little tightening effect and I think that's true okay good I need that I need that so much thank you yeah so that's the MediHeal face masks I'll put the link in our newsletter which is highlyenthused.substack.com please sign up Okay, my next one is alerting you guys to the fact that IKEA now has a buyback scheme for all those old, like, cube shelves really? and everything that you no longer want in your house from your share house days. <laughs> yeah, so it's really easy. So you fill in a form online to get an estimated quote on your item, and then you take your fully assembled piece to a store in Australia. They'll assess it, and then you get a voucher in return. That's so they're, so like, good. repurposing it. So good. Much better than leaving stuff on the side of the road. I mean, that is a proud Australian tradition. <laughs> I've donated and received so many items from the side of the road leave, but this is probably more sustainable, yes. And you get a voucher back. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> money good. is great. Yeah, so get, about, get on board that. I think, yeah, it's, it's live across all IKEA stores in Australia. My last one right on the ringer is a book, Expectation by Anna Hope, a sweet little book for your summer reading. It's sort of akin to Dolly Alderton's Everything I Know About Love, which I absolutely yeah, um, delighted in. <laughs> I guess because it's a story about female friendship and tells the story of three female friends, Kate, Hannah, and Lisa, or Lisa, who are all living together in their late 20s in London in that dreamy time before, you know, life gets too stressful, you get too much responsibility at work, before kids, before, like, real life, essentially. It's like that dream time of just having people over and going to the markets and just reading all day and, like, nothing crazy has happened yet, um, and follows them through each of their lives and kind of muses on maybe the expectation of who they wanted to be and then the reality of who they each become, which sounds a bit bleak, but... <laughs> I mean, not necessarily. <laughs> well, exactly. It's, it's It kind of shows that maybe life doesn't turn out how you expect, but, and it, for sure it's different, but maybe sometimes it's better. And 
just really solidifies that that incredible bond of female relationships and the choices that we make about family. So that's Expectation by Anna Hope, and you can get it on Booktopia. We'll put the link in our newsletter. Well, that's all we've got time for today, guys. We'll miss you a lot over the next seven days, but we'll be back. Yeah, we're always back until we're not because we have a break. But, you know, (laughs) you you know the drill. You can find us on Instagram at highlyenthused or sign up for our newsletter at highlyenthused at Substack. Dot com. Thank you to our sponsors this week, Gelato Messina and our friends at Drinks. You perfect, can Perfect combination. Ice cream and booze. Oh, what more do you want, really? <laughs> if you go to gelatomessina.com slash degustation, put in highly enthused, you can get that discount on your degustation meal or get 10% off at Drinks with highly enthused at checkout. We'll see you at the Drinks party this Sunday. Oh, yes. For Georgia Waterloo, get don't it. be late. Get your taco. We'll see you there. See you later. Bye. Bye.